In the early 1990s, MC Hammer released the hit song Too Legit to Quit. It was not uncommon to see people of many ages walking around with their hands in the air doing, doing the coordinated movements that MC Hammer performed with the song. My guess is that at least one or two of you in here today remember it. I don't know about you, but I was too legit, too legit to quit. In slang, legit meant cool, acceptable, honest, or true. Urban Dictionary defines it as representing a noun that is of particularly excellent quality. So I was legit in what way? I don't really know. What wasn't I quitting? Fifth grade, maybe? <laughs> but with my patent leather Oxfords and my flipped back bang, my smooth dance moves and my hammer pants, I was convinced that I was too legit, do it with me, to quit. In today's Old Testament reading, we are introduced to another young person who is too legit to quit. Jeremiah, the young prophet called by God. He was legit, but not for the reasons we might think. Jeremiah wasn't seen, wasn't seen as cool or acceptable. There was no record that he was a smooth dancer or that he wore cool clothes. He wasn't a person that others in Israel wanted to emulate. Ironically, what legitimized Jeremiah as a prophet was his unease about doing the work that God had called him to. Jeremiah was legit because he didn't see himself as worthy or capable of the task of being a prophet. Unlike the prophets of his day, the false prophets of his day, Jeremiah was reluctant, if not downright resistant, to answer the call that God had placed on his life. In chapter 1 that you heard earlier, we heard God telling Jeremiah that before God formed him, God had called Jeremiah to be a prophet to the nations. But instead of responding with enthusiasm, Jeremiah begins giving God excuses for why he can't do the job. Ah, God, I'm too young. I, I don't know how to speak. I can identify with this. Many of us who serve in ordained ministry would say that we were initially hesitant about answering the call to serve. We told God all the reasons why we couldn't or shouldn't serve. We were too young or too old, too single or too gay, too turned up in the club. Boards of ordained ministry often discern our fitness or our legitness for ministry by listening for signs that we were reluctant. That is part of the evidence that supports one's call. But ministers aren't the only people who God calls. God calls each one of us to serve the world in some capacity. You might be called to educate young minds as a classroom teacher. You might be called to heal the world in the field of medicine. You might be called to fight on behalf of others through the legal profession. Or perhaps your calling isn't connected to your occupation. Perhaps outside of your work, you're called to serve on a board that helps your local community. 
or your calling is to wash the dishes every week at sharing table. Maybe your call is to tutor local kids at an elementary school. God has something for each of us if we would but open our ears to hear. Many of us are like Jeremiah, however. Uh, God, I don't know how to. I'm to this, or I'm to that. Or do you remember what I did last month? But God doesn't accept our excuses. God says, I know what you are capable of. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. As we say down south, before you were a gleam in your daddy's eye, God knew us. God knew our strengths. God knew our weaknesses. God knew our likes and our dislikes. And God chose us, flaws and all. This is difficult for some of us to accept because people aren't always so gracious with us. People judge us based on what they know. If they know about your checkered past, they might overlook you for an opportunity. But God doesn't choose like people. Throughout history, God has called people who didn't seem good enough or qualified for the job. I heard a preacher once say that God used a lying Abraham. God used a drunk Noah. God used a murderous David. God used a philandering Solomon, a stuttering Moses, a hot-tempered Peter, a prostitute named Mary, a child named Jeremiah. And if God can use them, then God can use us too. God doesn't call us because God expects us to be perfect. God knows that we're imperfect ill-equipped, unprepared. But if the one who knows us most intimately calls us, then we can be confident that with God, we can live into the call. We can rest assured that God will give us what we need in order to do the work God has called us to. But the key is to stay connected to God. In our own strength, we cannot do what God is calling us to. God doesn't usually call us to something that's easy or simple. God called the young Jeremiah to be a messenger to the nations, and Jeremiah faced many obstacles as a result of that call. When he spoke the truth to those around him, he was shunned, he was beaten, jailed, thrown into a pit and left to die. But Jeremiah didn't die in that pit because even in the midst of those difficulties, God sustained him. Like Jeremiah, God doesn't usually call us to something easy. God sends us into contexts that are beyond our own comfortable experiences. When God calls us, for many of us, it will be the first time that we've done something. But we must remember that everyone is doing something that they had never done at some point. At some point, I had never preached in front of a congregation. At some point, some of you had never owned a business. At some point, the doctor in this room had never performed a surgery. 
The teacher had never taught a lesson. But our calls aren't legitimized by our readiness for the task. God doesn't call us because of our current capabilities and capacities. God doesn't call the qualified. God qualifies the called. And God doesn't send us out ill-equipped for the journey. God gives us the tools that we need. First, he promises to be with us. In the story, God promised to be with Jeremiah. And he promised him that and then touched Jeremiah's mouth and gave Jeremiah God's words. God took away all of Jeremiah's excuses and replaced it with the equipment that Jeremiah needed. God is the same with us. He touches us. He gives us what we need. And then he sends us out to serve. For some of us, it will be easy to recognize that we've been preparing for a particular moment all along. We can look back and see how God has been at work through various experiences in our lives. We'll find the thread between the job that didn't bring any joy, the relationship that didn't work out, the interests that seem odd that we continue to cultivate. As we live in the present moment, we can't always see how God is at work and what God is doing. We aren't always clear what it is that God is calling us to do. But when we look back over our lives, we can see that God's hand has been on us every step of the way. God was cultivating in us the gifts we need and preparing us for such a time as this. And in this time, living into our calls won't be easy. God told Jeremiah that before he would build and plant, he would pluck up and pull down, destroy and overthrow. These aren't easy words to hear. Going out and building up, overthrowing, plucking down is not usually welcomed by the community. It's easy to be received when we're saying things that people want to hear. And there were many false prophets in Jeremiah's time doing just that proclaiming things that weren't the word of the Lord. It's more difficult to pluck down and to destroy, to destroy the injustice that exists in our world, to pluck up business as usual, to overthrow isms that plague our community. It's easy to be the person at work who suggests how the company can make more money. It's difficult to be the voice that declares our business practices are unethical. It's easy to be the voice that suggests how to maintain property values in our community. It's difficult to be the one who shares that our housing practices are discriminatory. It's easy at school to go along with the group that's bullying the left out kid It's much more difficult to risk your own reputation and cool factor by befriending that child that has no friends. But the world needs our gifts, and we must listen for God's voice. Sometimes it will be telling us, God will be telling us to do something difficult. But we must get to work nonetheless. God has given us gifts, and we cannot squander them. And once we hear God's voice, once we realize how God is leading us, how God is calling us to serve, 
We must recognize that time is of the essence. As I close, I share with you a poem by former uh, college president Benjamin Mays. He said it this way, I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give an account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it.